Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the T Podcast by Developing Lafayette. My name is Ben Powers. I'm your host. And what we like to do with this podcast is we like to invite different business owners, different community influencers in Lafayette Parish that really highlight Lafayette Parish and what we're all about. This is the tea, and we drink tea. We don't uh, spill too much gossip. Uh, if gossip does come out, it's uh, usually unintentional. Um, but, you know, I'm a chatty Cathy. I like to talk, and sometimes my mouth gets ahead of me. But um, so we literally do have tea right here. And uh, I have a special guest. His name is Sam Oliver. It's Sam in verbal. It's Samuel in written. Samuel <laughs> Oliver on paper. <laughs> so um, so today is going to be kind of cool because um, we're, we're, we're going to be talking about the ACA because Sam is the executive director of the ACA, and the ACA is the Acadiana Center of the Arts, right? That's correct. Okay. And thank you for this tea, by the way. It is deeply unsweet. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, uh, you know, conveniently, all I had today is unsweet, and I'm a, I'm a sweet tea guy, but, you know, it's I, I, not... I could tell. I could tell you were a sweet bad. tea guy. I'm not looking at you. Yeah, I love sweet tea. I got a little, I got a little belly for the sweet tea, you know. Um, so anyway, Sam, um, go ahead and introduce yourself to... Everyone listening. So my name's Sam Oliver. Uh, I'm, I am the executive director at the Acadiana Center for the Arts. I'm a Lafayette native as well. Uh, recently returned to Lafayette. Uh, I was out of the country for a little bit in Edinburgh, Scotland. Uh, I was in New Orleans for most of the past six, seven years working at the Contemporary Arts Center, which is a fairly similar type of organization to the Acadiana Center for the Arts. It's a, a performing arts presenter of all different uh, disciplines as well as a museum of contemporary art there versus the Acadiana Center for the Arts which we do a lot of contemporary artist work but also really a lot of other uh, eras and media of art okay yeah uh. so that, that's interesting <laughs> so you before we went on air essentially or live mm -hmm. uh, we were talking about the differences between the ACA and for example the hyman center mm -hmm. so you were saying the hyman center acts essentially paid to go there while you guys seek out the acts is that how i'm understanding it oh, yeah, absolutely because of course if you look at one and the other you might assume that they're run the same way but the hyman center is really it's run just like a you know a city um convention center really it just happens to be a performing arts center too. If you know, if if you're a uh, producer or promoter of shows, you would just rent out the Hyman Center. The Hyman Center itself doesn't actually put on any music. It, you huh. know, Bob Dylan. They didn't reach out and get Bob Dylan to come to the Hyman Center. Bob Dylan and his agent called them and said, "We're putting together a tour. We want we want to put you on it." The Hyman Center said, "Well, you know, this is our price, and and there we go." You know, the ACA is completely the opposite we are a presenter and a promoter so we go to conferences around the country to watch uh, performing arts of all kinds primarily music and we're trying to make a list of what is the music that we really want to bring into Lafayette like what do we want to present here that a uh, our audiences in Acadiana will resonate with that you know they'll have a great time but B uh, that they wouldn't have an opportunity to see otherwise because there are shows that are coming to, you know, Cypress Bayou Casino or, you know, that are going to New Orleans and for the uh, for a certain type of, you know, 
person who goes to shows, that's that's in their uh, realm of possibility. They're watching for that. They're going to go there. There are people who have their tickets to the Sanger in New Orleans, people who you know go to the House of Blues. That's all great. This doesn't replace that. But it, we are in downtown Lafayette, and we want people to be coming to downtown Lafayette to see things that they couldn't see at the House of Blues or at the Sanger. And we present shows, actually, as well in the Hyman Center. We're putting on Lyle Lovett. Uh, and his large band on August 13th for bringing Judy Collins uh, next year in 2020. Uh, and so we use that space as well because what we're really trying to do is bring people together. And we do that for economic development reasons. We do that for you know cultural and civic reasons. And we do that because we want Lafayette to be a place that... Uh, you know, you can really see and experience great and powerful things. Yeah. Man, so I'll, I'm, I'm going to be straight up and honest, and I think I already told you this. You haven't even been in the ACA, <laughs> have yeah, you? I have not been in the ACA, and I think I've only been in the ACA probably to use the restroom That's during the most, an event. The most unsweet tea of all. Oh, so unsweet. Just I know. Um, it would be sweeter, though, if I... Would have been able to uh, <laughs> gone to a show before, but you know, um, I moved to Lafayette in 2010, so I'm still in my own, I guess, life, still feeling like a baby in mm. Lafayette. There's a lot of things that I have not experienced, um, ACA being one of them, and so, um, and I've, I've, I see it all the time. It's mm. right on the corner. It's a very prominent building. Absolutely. And so, and I, I know that there's. Um, the, the 705 uses the a, part of the ACA. I think there's like a coffee shop or something. Yeah, yeah. We, we have a coffee shop that's open uh, during sort of normal business hours, 8 to 4, uh, during weekdays. And, and we host a number of other organizations, just like you're mentioning, the 705 has their Coffee With series yeah. where they uh, have a different community leader of some stripe or another. And I know Joey Durrell and Joel Robidoux. Uh, participate every quarter. So Joey Dewell had during his tenure and Joel has continued that tradition of really making themselves accessible to these new generations, but they do it at the ACA. And why do they do that there? It's because the ACA really is a community center as well as an arts center. And I love the idea of us being a place where people really come together. People come together to see a show, sit side by side, maybe you meet somebody who you've never you know, known before, uh, but you share an experience together. Right. You know, in my, in my life, some of the most defining moments have been performances that I've seen. And it wasn't just because of the show itself. It was because of who I was there with. Either, you know, it was the, the, the show I saw with my grandmother, and that's a moment in our life that I'll always, you know, cherish. Or it's the show that I saw with my little niece, and it was the first, you know, performance she ever saw of a certain kind. And sharing that experience... Uh, and that's what we, you know, specialize in is having shared experiences together. So I love even the really casual ways that people do that, like Art Walk. So we, we have, uh, you know, museum spaces as well. We're open uh, on the second Saturday of every month for downtown, second Saturday Art Walk. And that's great because it's such an informal time that, I mean, you see people who are there for the art. They're there because we've right. opened a new exhibition in our main gallery, and they want to learn all about Lala Reischek, this, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> this Bosnian, Czechoslovakian artist who, uh, you know, has really out there video work. There are some people who are there for that experience. They want to learn. They want to see something new or different. And that's about 30% of the people who are there. Okay. And the other 70% are there for one another. They're there 
to you know have a glass of wine and they, they know that art walk is the environment where they see their friends that they don't see otherwise that where they you know meet new people who are really interested in ideas or just interested in you know a part of the city of Lafayette that doesn't really exist it you know say that nothing against River Ranch but it's not happening at you know a street corner in River Ranch but right. it is happening at a street corner in downtown where people really want to engage in their culture and really want to engage uh, one another because people are culture yeah so. <laughs> and so you, you know speaking of culture and help the whole art scene and everything typically downtown communities are more centered in that in that way mm-hmm. uh, and that makes sense why the ACA would be downtown is that that's where you find your more eclectic group of people <laughs> and people that are you know doing some interesting things and so uh, and that there you know no disrespect to people that are not living in downtown or are part of downtown there's there's definitely eclectic people everywhere oh yeah it's very true like, I've, I've been to parts of Youngsville and Broussard that are quite eclectic <laughs> yeah well uh, look Karen Crow's got some interesting people too and uh, look I grew up a little bit in Karen Crow really say. oh yeah okay. absolutely well that's where that's where my home is right now and mm. uh, I love it there it's just um, you know with the whole topic of drainage, I wish that could be a little bit better, but I think uh, as time goes on, we'll see that. Hopefully, whoever's elected um, will kind of work that in. But anyway, let's mm-hmm. uh, let's keep talking with the uh, about the ACA. So, um, when did you get involved with the ACA? So I'm, I've been the executive director since November first of last year. So I'm I'm still in my first, you know, my, my honeymoon period, maybe, infancy. or my, but my infancy in the role. Uh, but I've been involved with the organization uh, really since the building was built downtown in one way or another. And when was that? Uh, so the the theater the building was built in two portions. Uh, portion one, which is the uh, First National Bank building that really is at the corner of Jefferson and West Vermilion. Uh, that's the renovated building that has the carved stone statues on the side of mm-hmm. the Marquis de Lafayette. Uh, so that was renovated in, I want to say, 2003, Okay. Uh, which was phase one. And then phase two uh, was completed in 2011, and that is the actual performing arts theater portion because the bank building was kind of renovated into the visual art galleries. And then the uh, theater had to be built completely from scratch because it really is a like, world-class performing arts venue that you know, no other building could have been renovated into that. It had to be... You know, it had to have a 50-foot-tall ceiling, and it had to have right. uh, <clears throat> two layers of inch-thick acoustic glass. Yeah, right. <laughs> because it is a really, truly um, magical space, and a, a space unlike any other in the state of Louisiana. A lot of technology in the room. It is a recording studio-quality environment, so you can really do a full live recording in the James Devin Monkis Theater. And it's also just uh, acoustically a really perfect space. And there's a lot of engineering that goes into that. Uh, we worked with a, a national theater consulting group that, you know, acousticians and theater designers oh, wow. who do, who, the designers who actually did the Monkus Theater space, uh, they came back and visited a couple months ago because they're working on the uh, Nashville uh, Hall of Fame. And they're actually modeling that space on the Monkus Theater. Oh, that's nice. Absolutely. Because these really intimate performance spaces are really the, the kind of the future of these performing arts um, presentations. It's what the artists really look for. It's because they want to be able to have a connection with their audience. In the era where, you know, everything comes through your phone mm-hmm. and everybody's on Spotify, nobody's making any money doing it anyway. Right. Uh, <laughs> that, that really they're looking for these environments where they can really connect with people more closely. 
Okay. Because, you know, if, do you want to go see the big stadium show of somebody? Uh, or do you want to just listen to them on your, you know, phone? Right. Sound quality is going to be better on your phone. And you're, you know, are you really getting the experience if you're up at the super, super high, yeah, the, the nosebleed nose seats of the, uh, you know, Smoothie King Center or even the top of the, uh, you know, the Cajun Dome? Like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to go to a show like that. I want to be there where I'm. At. there's a reason that I'm there. Right. There's a reason to be right. in the room uh, with the artist, and that is to have that real closeness and connection. And that's what our theater does the best uh, and does as well as any in the United States. Okay, so... Which is why it's shameful that you haven't been there again. This is just your Look, full for shame. shame, I know. Um, I, 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 <laughs> look, you can dog me all you want. I'll go to a show eventually. Um, I need to start, I guess, looking at the calendar and seeing what piques my interest. And in. you should come to. Oh, let's see. I have yeah, a yeah. You have a calendar with some shows. What so, are some shows coming up? So we just launched our season. Uh, so our season kind of follows the academic school year, if okay. you will. But it includes a lot of music, uh, as well as like theatrical plays, dance companies, all of which we really bring into town with the exception of our Louisiana Crossroads series, which is kind of like a live radio show that we do in our space. Okay. And that really focuses on uh, local and regional musicians from around the state of Louisiana and really dives into you know, like a conversation with them as well as them playing. Nice. Uh, usually bringing two or more musicians together, uh, like uh, Michael Doucet and Beau Soleil, uh, will be in conversation with Terrence Simeon in the Zydeco Experience Express. Oh man, I'm forgetting what his <laughs> name is. Uh, but Terrence Simeon and Michael Ducey really in conversation together, talking about really the resurgence of the Cajun music from 1970s to present, as well as Zydeco music from 1970s to present, and their parallel, uh, convergent and divergent ways in which that music has changed. So that's going to be a night of really conversation. But of course, they're going to be playing, and you know, they're really leading, leading names. Uh, but they're also, you know, some of our real local talent. Yeah. But then what we really specialize in is bringing in outside talent. We have our All-Stars series, which is all about touring music acts that otherwise don't come to Lafayette because we're just not on the map. We're not on the radar because we, you know, I love Artmosphere and the Blue Moon Saloon and Warehouse 535 and these other great you know, music venues, right. but they're kind of just of a certain size, you know? And people who are going there don't want to pay more than a $15 ticket. And people right. look at the Blue Moon and they're like, oh, do I really want to pay $15 for a show <laughs> on a Thursday night? I'm like, well, if it's a great band, yeah. yeah. I mean, you tell me. Is it going to be worth it? Do you, yeah, I mean, uh, worth it to me if it's a show I like. So we're really limited in what we get to see in Lafayette live because of the venues and because of some of the audience people who want to go to those venues because they say that there's a cutoff point. So the ACA, our ticket prices are a little higher by and large, but we really specialize in you know bigger name artists. Again, whether you know them or not, they're really significant people. Sam Bush is a great example. He's a country music star coming on September 18th. Uh, Sam a, Bush? Sam Bush. Okay. In, and you may have never heard of him, uh, but he's, he's always been like the second person in a group that had either Bella Fleck in it or Gillian Welch. Uh, are these like really, really known names in uh, folk music, country music, 
but he's always you know been there in that group and he's an incredible musician all on his own and has a full band and he's a mandolinist okay uh, really the forefather of progressive bluegrass as it's uh, resurged over the past <laughs> 20 years my grandpa loved bluegrass well, they would travel to Kentucky all the time sorry well this isn't your grandfather's bluegrass okay <laughs> Uh, but then we have other, you know, so I think that's a good example of us bringing this very specific type of genre of music. And maybe people really want to go and see it because they love bluegrass or because they love country music or because they love, you know, mandolinists. I don't know. Uh, or maybe just because they want to experience something new and different and they know it's going to be world class because that's what we specialize in. Okay. World class. But then we have some other great shows like uh, Serotones. Is this really up and coming band that's from Shreveport originally? Okay, okay. I mean, and they're on national and international tour right now. They're like a Motown sound, but rock and roll band. This amazing female vocalist, electric guitar player, uh, but they're from Shreveport. I mean, they are amazing. And that's going to be October 24th. And I don't know that they they were at the Solo uh, Songwriters Festival as participants, okay. but I don't know that they've really played in Lafayette. Wow. Yeah. So, serotones, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, man, I'm going to have to... Uh, after, this after is, you should end, be ashamed of yourself, <sighs> and now you're going to change your ways. Uh, change the selfish ways of my uh, non-ACA going self. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to get some of these names, because I want to start looking them I'm up. I'm going to get you some of these in, names. They, they sound interesting, and I need to check them out. And so, we have, you know... We do a lot of great rock and roll, uh, and I would include people like Lyle Lovett and his large band pretty much in that category. Right. I mean, he's a country musician, but he's a rock star. Uh, Lyle Lovett, we've got Judy Collins, uh, and then the Serotones that I mentioned on the younger side, you know, as well as like Almond Betts Band. It's going to be a little later in our season in May, May 15th. Uh, they're really an up-and-coming uh, and well-established Southern rock band, the sons of some of the Allman brothers, okay, uh, Greg Allman and Dickie Betts, and so they're doing a tour that's actually, uh, a, they typically just play their own music because uh, they're an awesome rock band, but they're doing a tour for the 50 year anniversary of the Allman brothers. Oh, so they're wow. going to be playing some Allman brothers music, playing some of their own music, and they're just like the coolest cats you've ever seen. Man, uh, based out of Austin. But, uh, you know, so we really, we try to mix in, you know, just like this really great rock and roll and country with other different things completely because we're always about, you know, having a different type of exposure. We, we make sure to bring really world-class jazz out because where in Lafayette do you see jazz? Otherwise? Nowhere. I mean, it happens, but it happens in, you know, really kind of hidden and specific spaces right. where... You just don't know about it. It's not out in the public. It's not celebrated. It's not a big deal. So, so like, whenever I think about jazz, sorry to interrupt. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love jazz. Anytime that I can listen to jazz in my car, I, like, mm-hmm. go find it. I know what stations or what uh, bands that I like. And then Lafayette, I feel like, doesn't have mm-hmm. little to, you know, to know jazz anywhere. I mean, you can listen to Cajun or Zydeco music anywhere, really. All right. But... Um, I like jazz. So in New Orleans, you can almost hear jazz just on the street. Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's really cool because I'm like, and if not Man. on the street at Snug Harbor every day of the month. Right. <laughs> it's just three shows a night. It's just different because I, I, I feel like New Orleans is a jazz city. 
And I'm pretty sure there's less Cajun influence in New Orleans. Oh, completely. It's right. hard. It's hard to find a Cajun band or right. So in it's New just Orleans. the. Area. I lived in New Orleans for six years. So yeah, trust me, I know because I love dancing, and it was very difficult to find a good place to go dancing. Oh wow, rock and roll in New Orleans. Admittedly, Thursday nights does have it locked down. But what if it's not a Thursday night? Where am I supposed to go? Come on, come <laughs> on, New Orleans. Uh, but then, so we try to pull in. You know, big names in jazz because we really want to build and encourage that new or the, the audience for jazz. We want to bring out the people who know they love it, and we want to encourage people who've never been to a jazz performance to come on out. So we really look for exciting artists who have a story. Uh, in January, January twenty fifth, we're gonna have Matthew Whitaker and his quartet. Uh, Matthew Whitaker is Stevie Wonder's protege. Uh, he's, okay, he's blind from birth. He plays the Yamaha piano. Wait, so Stevie Wonder uh-huh. is blind. Yeah. And the protege is also blind. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so, I mean, he uh, he's a virtuosic pianist and Hammond organ player. And he's got, I mean, he's a jazz musician. And I'll put jazz in hard quotes. Or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> because the type of music he plays is electrifying. You know, it is just like jazz as it moves into funk as it moves into R&B, as it moves into really just like amazing new music. He's a composer, arranger, uh, and guess what? He's 18 years old. He's 18. 18 years Good old. grief. Yeah. So I'm thrilled about this performance. I saw him back okay. in this January uh, in New York, and that to me is one of the most special shows we have in the upcoming season. And what's his name again? His name is Matthew Whitaker. Matthew Whitaker. Uh, okay. I think he's... Next month, he's releasing his second album uh, of his own compositions and arrangements. And, I mean, his first album is wonderful. I recommend anybody check it out. Uh, but I think his first album is a little more, like, classically inspired, yeah. you know, uh, jazz. And his second album is supposed to be just completely His own creation, new. yeah. Yeah. And then on the other side, you know, so we have Matthew Whitaker, but then we also really about, like, new, different style and then we have another jazz performance in the season, Aaron Dial, who's a much more classically informed jazz pianist with his trio. And that's an amazing show. Aaron Dial, a great storyteller, and he really kind of tells his story as he performs. Uh, but he's been all about reimagining early jazz and really okay. playing like jazz standards, but recreating them for a new audience. And so there's a lot more for people who are jazz lovers like myself. Uh, there's a lot there because there's a lot of familiarity, but then reinterpretation through of that familiarity, which is something that jazz as an art form does, you know, across the board because right. it's about reinterpretation every time, and it's about spontaneity, and it's about always being new. God, man. Okay. So the fact that you haven't come to the ACA is just shameful. Just again, I know, yeah, dude. You, there's a lot to. Um... To, to really just take in. I mean, there's a lot of shows, a lot of good stuff that mm-hmm. um, someone who's seemingly sheltered like myself <laughs> uh, could, could really... Over here on Settler's Trace, you right, know. I know, just... near River Ranch. Look, I don't live in River Ranch, but I, I, my you're, office is here. You're in your plaster tower. <laughs> um, you know, I, I it's you're making me want to go to a show bad now. Like, Well, and you should go and have dinner downtown beforehand yeah, at any yeah. one of our phenomenal restaurants. Oh, no, look, I go to, <laughs> we go to downtown to eat. That's no problem. I love to eat. Uh, but to, I didn't grow up mm-hmm. g- 
going to shows. I didn't grow up going to things like, you know, concerts. Like, like my first concert mm-hmm. and my only concert, technically, that I paid for um, was essentially um, in Lafayette whenever I moved here. Yeah. I moved here in 2010. My first concert was in 2010. It was Shinedown's concert mm-hmm. at the Cajun Dome. Yeah. And I think they had like <laughs> uh, they had like three or four other bands. It was Shinedown, 10 Years, um, Puddle of Mud was yeah. there. Uh, and I was that was a concert that I was willing to pay for. It was like 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. But it had like a ton of bands that I knew from my high school days. Sure. Yeah. And like Puddle of Mud was a big one. I'm like, oh, I want to see this. And you know, they were not that great at the at that point because um, they were they were already kind of starting to fade out. But yeah, so my 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 history of shows mm-hmm. is limited. Now I've been downtown with uh, you know uh, Patty in the Park and mm-hmm. some of the other things that happened in downtown. I've I've gone to those, but um, yeah, man, I I need to I need to experience a little bit more yeah. as far as. Uh, the music scene goes here. Well, I think it's also you bring up a good point of like your first concert was and you remember what it was. Yeah. You know, it's clear to you and you probably have a pretty good memory of that night. It might have been very impactful well, let me tell to you, you too. <laughs> you were saying that, you know, you don't want to sit in the, the top floor mm-hmm. and barely able to hear. I, my, my ticket was general admission. So mm-hmm. uh, the earlier you got there, the better spot you got. I was probably... Uh, ten people away from the 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 guard the gates yeah. where the stage is, uh, you know I got to see all the performers like up close, mm-hmm. not close enough to have sweat flung on me, but you know <laughs> close enough to like I can make out their facial expressions, and it was loud. Yeah. Like I I almost needed earmuffs, <laughs> but it was fun and it lasted like forever because my feet were hurting because yeah. there's no seats. Yeah. Any concert that has seats. It's the older gen. It's me. It's geared for older generation or kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this did not have seats. Yeah, uh, and probably because they knew that people would start to do the mosh pit. Thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I steer clear from that. It's funny you mentioned that too. And I mean, this is a. Are there mosh pits at ACA? Yeah, they've been. Known, <laughs> they've been known to be. Uh, so our theater space is because it's very. Um, it's kind of technologically advanced. It's really flexible. We can actually clear out the entire space and do like a standing room only show. Okay. And we have done those in the past and we will continue to do them. We're actually doing that a little bit more with local bands too. Okay. Like the good dudes who are really kind of on an, an upsurge right now. Uh, we're going to host their like CD release party as this standing room only show. Really focus on, like you say, a younger crowd. Okay. Although not too young, you know. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> but a younger crowd that, uh, that people people don't want to, you know, I don't necessarily want to sit in a seat for a, a whole show. No. Uh, especially if it's the kind of music that I want to be moving to, you know. So we respect that and I really like that our space is flexible enough to where we can clear it out completely, make it a big flat floor uh, room. Hopefully we don't have a mosh pit, but you know, that's really <laughs> going to be dictated by the good dudes. I don't have any control over that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so uh, if a mosh pit were to break out, you guys, it, it is what it is. It, it, sadly. Yes. yes. Okay. Right. Uh, we might get the ushers in there to break it up, but you know, our, our ushers, great people though they are. Right. I don't, I don't know if I want to send them into a mosh pit either. Uh, but, there, <laughs> but you touched on something as well that okay. I want to draw out because the ACA is not just the, like our building, too. We do a lot of work out in the community. We were founded as 
the Acadian Arts Council before we ever had a, a space to put on our own shows and have our own exhibitions. Yeah, that, that's uh, good. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, I mean, we're 40 plus years old as wow. an organization. And what we've been doing for a lot of that time is really doing work in the school system. So the first concert that I ever saw, I saw at Woodvale Elementary. And okay. it was actually a jazz show. Okay. Uh, and it was put on by the Acadiana Center for the Arts. Wow. So you were exposed uh, to ACA when, pretty young. Well, yeah, but did I know that it was put on by the right. ACA? Nope. Absolutely not. I didn't know that until I became the executive director here. And I was like, oh, it does make sense. Because, you know, Woodvale, as a school, a great school, but, you know, it's not like our public schools have programs that are bringing in performances and things like that. Except we do, because the ACA does that. We bring performances of all different kinds into every single school in Lafayette Parish. Public uh, and private? Uh, public. Okay, public. We actually make them available to the private schools as well. They just have to pay for them. Okay. So we do it for, you know, we do it in uh, partnership with Lafayette Parish School System, uh, where every, for every school in Lafayette Parish, all the public schools, it's free okay. to have one performance. Uh, we put together a roster of some shows that are specially for schools. Some are more edu- educational. Some are a little more, you know, tuned at a, a elementary level audience. But some are just shows out of our season too. Uh, Royal Jelly Jive was a West Coast swing band that we brought last November. And in addition to the show that they had that evening at you know the ACA downtown, they did a show at Lafayette High okay. during lunchtime to you know uh, in their auditorium to a. 300 student house and it was a free show for them uh but it's not just about having you know entertainment it's about having that exposure uh right because we do this every year and we've been doing this for many decades in partnership with lafayette parish uh and it means that a student going through public school for you know maybe 12 years of their life will have the opportunity over those 12 years to maybe really engage with 12 different new cultural experiences that are totally outside of what they're getting inside the school itself. Wow. And it's, it's so different from a field trip, too, because field trips have a lot of barriers. You know, your, your best-funded and, you know, most stable schools, yeah, they can put together field trips. Typically, the families of those students have more money as well. And so when there's an $8 or $20 field trip fee, they're paying and they're going. That's great. Good for them. But at your schools where you have really high turnover, uh, like a lot of the schools on the north side and that the Lafayette Parish school system is really trying to address through their transformation zone, where they're really bringing a lot of additional resources to those schools. But in some of these most struggling schools, the turnover rate is so high that you know a teacher, every <laughs> seven out of 10 teachers, are, it's their first year. Oh wow! And they're not—they're not ready to put together a field trip. They're not ready to, you know, begin planning something that you really have to plan out a year or two in advance. Uh, and then, not to mention, they tend to be in, in neighborhoods that are the poorest neighborhoods in Lafayette, where you—you you know, the eight-dollar or twenty-dollar field trip fee is—it's tough, to tough to come by. Uh, and so that's just there's a lot of inequity in those kinds of things. And our program that's called Touring Arts—we uh, overcome that. And we overcome that by bringing those performances into those schools. And we say, and we, we take the administrative side out of it completely because we handle that. It doesn't matter if your school, you know, has their act together or it doesn't. We'll be there because we're there for your students because we want to make sure that 100% of people coming through our education system have exposure and have yeah, begin to build the kind of cultural uh, literacy 
Because if you don't, if you don't, if you haven't seen a show, if I hadn't seen that jazz performance at Woodvale Elementary in kindergarten, I don't know that I would have felt comfortable uh, 18 years later right. in walking into a jazz show just because I wanted to and because I had the $10 for the admission in New Orleans because I didn't know that I might even like it <laughs> because I had never been exposed to it. So you, <laughs> you, you bring up uh, some interesting points and I want to say this is that it would have been awesome as a kid to have had something like the ACA at my school. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, we did have... Where'd you grow up? Uh, Turkey Creek. Mm-hmm. Um, you know where Bayou Chico is? I do. Chico State Park mm-hmm. area. Yeah. Is so, that in Vermilion Parish or is it... That... Uh, Evangeline. Evangeline Parish, great. So Bayou Chico mm-hmm. oh, is a... I was thinking of uh, Palmetto. Yeah. Gotcha. Right. Well, Bayou Chico is a... It's, it's a... it's a public school. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a Evangeline Parish public school, but... Um, Baishiko was one of those schools where it's like it's a it's a relatively small town school. Baishiko itself, it's not even a town. There's no government there. It's just mm-hmm. a point on the map that says Baishiko. Yeah, and there's a school there. Absolutely. So, and most of the people that went to school there, you know, it's it's very um, rural area. So the cultural uh, experience was not very prevalent mm-hmm. we the only thing that i remember doing the most was attending plays mm-hmm. we would have plays in our auditorium and you know i, I liked going to the plays a lot of them was like rumpelstiltskin you know stuff that you were taught in school yeah. stories and then and they were part of your education right I mean, they were part of the edu- education as much as reading right. tom sawyer is right. as much as anything yeah and i think tom sawyer was one of them too oh, so that? um and so plays are popular, and then um, field trips. Uh, the the field trips that I've gone on, and I, there may have been more that I wasn't exposed to, but for the most part was um, going to Baton Rouge, like to the the the, the governor's mansion. I think I went there mm-hmm. whenever it was before Jindal. It was a uh, I forget the guy's name, but we we got to go. Kathleen Blanco. <laughs> Maybe it was before Kathleen Blanco, dude. Mike it was. Yeah, <laughs> it was God. It was one of them. I was so young, and so it was really cool going there. But um, to have something like the ACA to put on musical events mm-hmm. like jazz or something like that would yeah. have been amazing. I would have, as a kid, I think I would have wanted to to go to that. Absolutely, and because we really we bring world class talent into those schools. It's not the you know old community uh, theater play. It's really you know this is an amazing experience. Like this is as good as you would get anywhere. And I'm glad you bring that up too, because uh, after 40 years of having this touring arts program and the other arts in education programs that we have that are in schools, we said, Acadiana Center for the Arts, our mission is to serve Acadiana. Yeah. That Lafayette is in Acadiana, of course, but it is not the only place in Acadiana. Right. So, uh, after 40 years of working with Lafayette Parish School System, uh, we started looking for new partners uh, around the other parishes. And last year, uh, we undertook a new partnership with the St. Landry Parish School okay. System, where they, you know, it's a very different parish. It has, you know, its needs are very different in the school system from Lafayette's. Uh, and in most cases, they're much greater. Like you're saying, it, a lot of it's a big geographic parish, geographically large parish, very spread out, 
and elementary schools tend to be really, really localized, yep. you know, to a small community. It may, you know, may have a population of 2,000 people, but it's going to have an elementary school. Yep. So, for, so in St. Landry Parish, we actually introduced the Touring Arts Program. So now when we book those shows to every school in Lafayette Parish, they now also go, every, 44, every one of the 44 schools in Lafayette Parish, they now go to every one of the 33 schools in St. Landry Parish, oh, too. Oh, man. So, and that includes Ville Platte Elementary, you know, it includes... Eunice Elementary and High School and you know oh, really yeah so yeah. so this program we just began this past year in St Landry Parish and it's it's been a lot of challenges for us because we've had to double the size of the work that our education department is really doing it's a lot of coordination it's a lot of teaching these schools and these teachers how it works uh, but we're you know we're tooling it to make it work and it's really shown us what the future could be for. ACA's role in Acadiana because we could theoretically have this same relationship with every one of the parishes and parish school systems in our eight parish region of Acadiana, including Evangeline. And so when I said shame on you earlier for not coming to the ACA, I apologize and I take it back completely, say shame on me and the ACA for not yet having gotten to Evangeline Parish because we should have been there. And if I have anything to do with it, I would like for us to be there. That'd be great. I mean, uh, you know, my family, we're, I'm raising my kid in Lafayette Parish. Oh. So he's most likely going to be exposed to an ACA event at some point in his life. Absolutely. And so and I think it'd be great. Um, and, you know, it, it, you don't have to take all the shame back. Uh, I'm an adult now, so I can literally... Good. I wanted you to keep some, actually. <laughs> I'm an adult. I could, I, I could have made my own uh, mind up and go to the ACA. But um, part of me not going to certain cultural events or things that I am not familiar with is partly because... I'm not familiar with it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what to expect. Right. I don't have... My circle of friends may not be those types of people that go to those events. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't have a, a, I guess, a gravitational pull mm-hmm. to go there, like, or to have, like, a buddy system. Like, what if I don't like it? What do I do? I'm here by myself. Mm-hmm. My wife, my wife, she, I don't know if she may or may not go to them. She's mm-hmm. not, like... A person that would go to something like that necessarily, unless I really wanted her to. Right. Um, <laughs> so, like, I have a very small circle of friends, so, like, to go would be difficult. But, you know, I'm going to make it a point to go to something. Right. Something. Great. I'll, I'll extend the invitation. Don't worry. Uh, All right. But, <clears throat> I mean, I just wanted to kind of round out by saying yep. that, you know, we are... We're not a governmental organization. I was going to ask that. Are we're, you? Since, we're not, yeah. you know, like, we're not... A for-profit organization, <laughs> you know, every show we put on at most breaks even as an individual thing, which means we're controlling our ticket prices as much as possible to have those ticket prices just about cover the cost of the show itself, yep. which is not what for-profit present promoters do. You know, they're, they're putting on shows to make money. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, so we put on shows to bring people together and to stir economic activity, especially in places like downtown. That's good. Uh, and we take a wash on a lot of shows, too. You know, we take a loss. Uh, but because they are advancing our mission, which is to foster arts and culture in Acadiana and to, to bring these experiences uh, to the people of Acadiana. And it's important to say that because we're a nonprofit. You know, it, 
our program only exists like it does now because of the significant private support from sponsors and donors that have made it possible and continue to. And we have a great list of businesses and individuals who sponsor these programs to make sure that they're possible to happen in this community. It would look drastically different if that support wasn't there. Uh, so a thank you especially to all our sponsors for the ACA. But our education program has very little sponsorship behind it because I think we're in the point of looking at where do we want to be for the future? What is right. that vision? And I would love to bring behind that program enough support to be able to say, yeah, we can really approach uh, six more parishes and say, we've got a package for you that looks uh, like nothing you've ever seen before. And it's, you know, and it's within your budget. It works because we've got additional support here that we can make it work for Evangeline Parish, the, you know, lowest, uh, lowest per income, uh, per household income rate in the eight parish region, Evangeline Parish, that we want to make it work for their school system. And that means we need to have support to do that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm beginning to put together what that looks like. But that's, that's our goal, is to make sure that the impact is there and that people are getting exposure and engagement because we want people to be able to live anywhere in Acadiana and have a, a wonderful life, want to keep their family here, want to keep their business here, want to raise a new family here, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, and stay for many, many, many generations. Yeah. My family's been here. Uh, Beausoleil Broussard is one of my ancestors. And my family's been here since the, you know, 18th century. <laughs> so, so, so your your family essentially settled here is what it sounds like. And I would like to make sure that for the next, you know, three centuries or yeah. so, uh, we really still have as strong and as vibrant a culture and community as we do today. Man, um, you know, it's good to hear that. Um, the ACA is not just a Lafayette-centric um, uh, organization because, you know, even though I'm not in school anymore, uh, but I could think, like, what if there's another kid like me mm-hmm. who may like jazz, who may, he's may, seen it, he's may have seen it on TV or has uh, nowadays their, their phone or their tablet, but uh, to ever go to a show may not have ever been in his... Um, uh, path, mm-hmm. but if the show came to him, essentially, yeah, and he can get exposed to it if he wanted to, um, I think I would. Uh, it, that that that's a great thing. Like I would have, I would have loved to have been a kid to see a, a jazz show. Like I, mm-hmm. I love the saxophone, yeah. So I would have loved <laughs> to have seen something like that, you know. But uh, man, it's really it's really neat to hear about the ACA. I know there's probably tons of other things that. Um, we could have talked about with the ACA, but I think you got a lot of it out. Um, you know, you mentioned a few people that you're going to have on, uh, some of which I'm gonna I'm get the names from and yeah, please do some research on them and take us some take some listens. Absolutely, and our full uh, season lineup is online at Acadiana Center for the Arts org. Our website there's a you know little season nine tab there. Uh, which has the the lineup by series. Our All Star series is getting like a lot of our touring music. The Louisiana Crossroads series, our regional music, and then what we call the Spotlight, which is our series that's all about dance and theater uh, and other types of like live expression, comedy. Et okay. Yeah. So you said the website is a kid in the center of the arts dot org. Yep. Kid in the center right. for the arts dot org. 
Not ACA.org, huh? No, that was a very expensive website uh, yeah. domain to get. And I think it was taken already. <laughs> All right. Well, Sam, I, uh, I really appreciate you coming to talk with me. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a great conversation. Yeah, this, is, this has been good. It feels well, a little bit like a therapy session as well, but I'm not sure whether it's therapy for you or me. You know, hey, it, it could go both ways, you know. Uh, well, Sam, uh, again, thank you. And, um, yeah, let's hope you, uh, the ACA has a great uh, season. And uh, I look forward to attending something at the AC, ACA pretty soon. Absolutely. And we'll be off to the races with Lyle Lovett. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and close with that. And, um, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. For information on sponsoring the Tea Podcast by Developing Lafayette, Go to our website at developinglafayette.com and click Advertise.